Hey, badass besties, and welcome to the Highly Melanated and Unbothered Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Vaughn, founder of Melanin Squad, creative entrepreneur, and world traveler. I'm on a mission to build a supportive sisterhood that celebrates triumph and embraces struggles to help you heal, laugh, grow, and evolve in every way. In this podcast, we'll speak with experts, learn from professionals, and share stories with friends to gain a well-rounded perspective on topics like personal growth, professional development, mental health, spiritual well-being, and much more. You'll walk away from our time together knowing how to unapologetically love every shade of you and live your life highly melanated and unbothered. I'm bad and bougie. Your girl is bad and bougie. Hey, she's cooking up her podcast with her badass besties. <laughs> What's up, badass besties? Welcome back to the Highly Melanated and Unbothered Podcast. I'm Sarah Vaughn, and I'm so excited that you're here for another po- for another episode. And I appreciate it so, so much. I hope you enjoyed my little rap song at the beginning. I remixed the Bad and Bougie song by the Migos. If you know, you know. And if you need me to remix any of your favorite songs, let me know. Let a girl know. I'll do it for your birthday, anniversaries, work anniversary. Whatever you need, your girl is here to remix your favorite song. (laughs) I'm joking. But I wanted to have a little theme song for this episode because... It goes with what we're talking about today, talking about being a bougie black suburban um, girl. Anyway, I never explained in my first episode why I call you beautiful people, my community, badass besties, because most likely you are not the same woman, and I know that there's some men of color listening, but you're not the same woman that you were last year or even yesterday despite the circumstances you've been through maybe you're dealing with a mental illness and trying to overcome that or you are dealing with some heartbreak or loss you have become hotter better stronger and more badass despite those challenges anyway this episode is going to be a good one if i say so myself um the first episode was about you know, giving an overview of my struggles and challenges and having an anxiety attack, panic attack. I think I had both. Um, and being Baker active for three days and going to a mental health hospital. But I really wanted to go more into detail about my experience and being a bougie black suburban girl and how that's a horrible combination with being Baker active for three days in a mental health hospital. But I don't know if you guys remember um, that viral list that about maybe a month ago um, that this anonymous woman put out. I don't know if they ever found out who put the list out of all the places she doesn't want a man to take her on a date. And some of the things I agree with, some things I disagree with, but um, some of the things I disagree with, she had like bowling movies. Like if one of my celebrity crushes, let's say LeBron, took me to a bowling sesh for our date, I'd be like, okay, I see you. I see you. Like, I love that. I love a good bowling sesh. Um, I love bowling. But on that list that I did not agree with is chain restaurants. Like, if my man, Travis Kelsey, who is not my man anymore because I'm sorry to the Swifties, I do not like Taylor Swift. And I'm so depressed that he's dating her now, but it's okay. If Travis Kelsey took me to a chain restaurant, let's say Cheesecake Factory, which was on that list, or Chili's, or Red Lobster, I won't see you again. Like, it's not because I think I'm above it. It's because I actually have no shame. I'm above it, okay? I'm above 
chain restaurants. And you might be rolling your eyes like, this girl said that she liked McDonald's. I do. And that's the only chain restaurant I accept. And maybe, and Chick-fil-A. Maybe, sometimes. Um, but I don't like Cheesecake Factory because it's mass, like, they just mass produce. And it, they, it never has flavor. It's really expensive. Like, I'd rather a guy take me to a local black-owned business, a local Latina-owned business, like, or a, a woman-owned restaurant. Like, I want to support local businesses, local chefs. Because you just learn, you get to build a relationship with the chef or that local business and it's just the atmosphere is better like take me to a hole-in-the-wall Thai restaurant because I get to be part of the culture and the food is so much better and it's just so good and I know I've been teasing this a lot especially in the first episode but my ex-fiance took me to Cheesecake Factory for a first date and that should have been a warning sign for me that could have like I should have been waving the red flag like an invisible red flag should have popped up when he took me to Cheesecake Factory because I was just like Ew, but I went through it, and that's my own fault. I blame myself. Um, but I went to the Cheesecake Factory against my will last year, and I regretted it from the moment I took my first bite. Your girl loves a good chicken, fried chicken sandwich, and I ordered a chicken fried sandwich, and I was like so excited, like maybe Cheesecake Factory is going to do better. It disappointed me. I took a bite, and there was no flavor. There was no good pickles. It was soggy. The fries were just... Looked like they were soaked in water and then they just heated them up and it just was gross. So I am so against chain restaurants because it's just, there's no love in the food. You know what I mean? Um, but to me, bougie doesn't mean what it's, when you Google it, it means like materialistic things that you love, materialistic things. And for me, that's not what it means. To me, it means that you love top tier experiences and you have a certain standards and values for yourself that maybe your parents taught you or you have, as you've gone through your experiences, have gained for yourself. Um, when I was in, I think I told, I not think, I know I told you guys about the first night I arrived. It was like two o'clock in the morning and they give you a basket when you arrive and it had the order in and toothbrush and toothpaste. And I didn't really look at it much. I was just like, I can't believe I'm here. Like, I don't want to be here. And, um, I put it away in my little cubby and I went to bed and I woke up the next morning like, okay, what's in this little basket they gave you? And I looked at it and I was like, "Uh oh, no, 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 no. I'm not using any of these. So I go to the front desk because I knew my mom dropped off some stuff for me. The stuff that your girl needs, you know, to survive her AM and for AM and PM and to be her fabulous self. And um, I go up to the front and I ask the nurse, I was like, hi, my mom, like dropped off some things for me and I need it. Like my deodorant, my electric toothbrush and toothpaste and my deodorant. I'm going to sound super bougie right now, but I have no shame. Um, it's a $30 Donna Karen that I get. And it's the only deodorant that works for me. Like, I don't know if you're part of the sweaty gang, but I'm one of those girls that at, at the gym, I'm sweating. And it's like dripping. And I am not one of those cute girls that waits, like lifts weights and looks so cute. No, I am part of the sweaty gang. And if you are part of the sweaty gang, please DM me and let me know so that I don't feel alone. Because sometimes at the gym, I'm like, am I the only one that's sweating here? Like, literally drenched from head to toe. And this deodorant 
helps me not walk around like I haven't showered in five days. And so I'm like, I just need my deodorant, my electric toothbrush. And my mom dropped off my skincare routine. And she's like, no, sorry, we can't give you those things. Whatever's in the basket. And I almost wanted to die. I was like, how did I get here? Like, I think I went and called my mom and cried. Like, I can't use any of my Donna Karen or my, like, I can't do my AM skincare routine. Like, how is this possible? How do I get here, mom? And, <laughs> and if you haven't noticed, I'm really dramatic, like with everything. But this time I was like, I can't believe I'm here, mom. And your girl was walking around that mental health hospital looking dusty. Her face looked dry. And I was just like, I can't believe I'm here. Another thing that happened, I think I talked about the food, like I went to bed hungry a lot and I went to lunch one time, I think it was the second day and there was like burgers and hot dogs that supposed to be hot dogs, but did not look like hot dogs and I'm allergic to beef so I couldn't have the burgers, the hot dogs not going to touch with a 10 foot pole and I asked for a banana. And I was like, let me get two. I don't even like bananas, but let me get two bananas. It's fruit. At least I won't be hungry. The cafeteria lady is like, sorry, you can only get one. And I'm like, only one? And I'm the baby of my family. So someone telling me no, that I can't get something that I want is like really hard for me. Like really hard for me. And, and I was like, I can't get two bananas. Like I'm not touching anything else. She's like, sorry, no. And I was like, wow, one banana. And so, like, when you're in a mental health hospital, it makes you really, you have, like, three days, your Baker Act, you can't go anywhere, and it makes you really contemplate about life, because you have so much time to do, to, to just think and, and ponder, and it made me really contemplate about how much I have to be grateful for, the simple luxuries of just having a facial wash or a type of deodorant that I want is such a luxury for me. And I took it for granted. I think I've always appreciated my life, but I took it for granted so much because I was just like, I'm always going to have these things, these things I'm, I need, right? And I had to adjust, which is so hard for the Virgo in me to adjust and like go with the flow and the type of person that I am. And that's why I have anxiety because I just... I, I'm a scheduler, I'm an organizer, like, when I was living in Utah, I would plan my friends, like, three weeks, a month in advance, like, they're like, Sarah, can you hang out this Saturday, I'm like, nope, sorry, I got two things on the calendar, maybe in two weeks we can hang out, let's pencil it in, like, that's the type of person that I, that I am, and when I left the mental health hospital, and I got this amazing new therapist who is truly like my friend, and I just, she, is a Christian and we talk about God a lot and she brings a God into like our therapy sessions a lot, which is so helpful. And, and she was like, Sarah, why don't you, something I'm going to challenge you is start a gratitude journal and journal every single day. And it was, I'm so grateful to this day to her for telling me that because it's something that my church teaches and I learned as a kid, but you kind of forget about it when you're on your own and when you're in the midst of just being an adult and I started doing that and it made me just realize how much I have to be grateful for. Like, I'm grateful for the toilet paper I have and I'm grateful, Lord, for having lights. I'm grateful for having a mattress, a queen size mattress and like having a cell phone. Like, it's just, it makes you really be centered and remembers you to be in the moment because I have a really hard time being in the moment because I'm already thinking of, hmm. What am I going to wear the next podcast? And what am I going to talk about 
on episode six and how am I going to frame it rather than just being in the moment and recording this episode and, and, and enjoying where I'm at in the, in this season is so hard for me, but something I've been learning this past year and it's been really good for me. And the gratitude journal has helped me with perspective and helped with my anxiety too, because sometimes when I do get anxious, sometimes I'm just like, I want this now, or why is this not happening? I go back to my journal and be like, Sarah, look what you're grateful for. Look at all the things that you have. And sometimes I, it's so easy to compare yourself to others. And especially if you don't think you're where you're supposed to be at your age, you're like, I should have kids. I should be married. I should have this type of career. And comparison is the thief of joy. Um, I've, my mom has always said that to me and it's so true. And I've learned not to do that because I've always want to like be the best and I have to learn to be in the moment, be centered. Um, it's okay, Sarah. Um, something I've always been, something that I've learned too in, in those moments in writing in my journal, my gratitude journal, is that I'm grateful for my parents. I've always appreciated them, but they're immigrants from Jamaica. They immigrated to New York City first and spent nine years there and they came to this country for my brother I wasn't a thought yet my brother's 12 years older than me so they came here for him for him to have better opportunities new experiences that you can't have in Jamaica right this is supposed to be the the land of opportunity and I'm just grateful for all their sacrifices because they exposed me so much I am the bougie suburban black girl because of them and I've been able to travel at a really young age I have been able to experience fine dining uh, my mom was a nanny um, in the Hamptons for a very long time when she first immigrated here that's the job she could get because there was no one to sponsor her and they promised this family promised to sponsor her and they ended up not sponsoring her it was really tough for her and so but the job was really tough you know she was a teacher in Jamaica my dad was doing really well out there too and but they saw something better for their their child at the time and when my mom moved here she she worked six days a week she saw my father maybe once a week maybe once every two weeks saw my brother maybe once a week um and she spent 24-7 with his family and she had this little room next to their kitchen and that was her space and it must have been hard for her I can't even imagine but she had bigger plans and manifested so much bigger things and for them to be able to come as far as they have and break generational you know traumas that they have had and ancestors is such a great example to me and I'm so grateful for them because you know, 30 years later, her daughter gets to experience the Hamptons and sees the other side. Um, I met this friend who married someone that uh, lived in the Hamptons, and I went to the Hamptons for two summers, and it was amazing. I mean, it's the life I want to live. Like, I want to spend my summers in the Hamptons and and um, bring my highly melanated and unbothered badass besties with me. And let's just enjoy the high life out there. Like, I was able to have the best lobster, mussels, oysters, be on boats. It was just the Saravon life. It's just the life that I loved. And I deserved to be in the, I never felt uncomfortable. I always felt like I deserved to be in those, in those areas, in those rooms, at those restaurants. My mom, when I was growing up, I used to see Hollister, you 2005 babies, you get it, uh, Hollister, and there's a, a money exchange was huge back then, 
when I was growing up. And I'd be like, Mom, only let the white kids go in there. And my mom's like, no, 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 no. You deserve to be going to those stores too. So she would drag me in there, buy me a pair of pants or a top. And she taught me for a long time that I deserve to be in any room that has a door. And even if it doesn't have a door, you, you're going to push through it or create it your, yourself. And she's been such a great example to me of never being afraid to step in a room. Because there's been many times that my mom has to remind me that you can step in a room. And if you're not allowed, create your own room. And that's why I ha- started my podcast today, because my dream was to be a broadcast journalist, to be an anchor, interviewing people, telling people stories. And I was discouraged at college, and I, I am so embarrassed that I let someone in- discourage me from my dream, which is not like me, but I just thought maybe they knew better. But this white man told me, you know, to be successful, you have to wear a blonde wig to be an anchor. And I was like, okay, maybe he knows better than me. He works at the news station, and Maybe he knows better than I. And so I chose a different career. But now I'm creating my own opportunity to be able to do what I love is tell people stories and tell my own to help others. And just learn about new cultures and new people. Like that is, I love meeting new people and building new relationships and creating community. It's like the thing that brings me joy. Um, And I think it's so important that women of color, especially black women, that we, I think it's happening more and more, start embracing our whole self and taking a piece of luxury living for ourselves. Um, it's important that we indulge ourselves in luxury. And I think there's a influencer that I love following, Jackie Ina. She has a page called Lavishly Luxury or Lavishly Luxury Living. And she just shows us as a black woman, she's from Nigeria, how many luxuries that she partakes in, and she has no shame about it, she does it unapologetically, and we need to do that more, as women of color, we need to live unapologetically about the things that we want, for decades, women of color have feared away from indulging in luxury, but more of us are taking a piece of luxury living for themselves, and being unbothered by it, and I want us to stay unbothered. If people question the things we want to buy or the experiences that we want to have, um, bye. You don't need to be in my life. Um, I have these values and these standards for me, and I deserve the things that I want and desire. Um, you know I love a good statistic and a good information, but it's reported by the American Association of University of Women. Black women are earning college degrees more than their black male counterparts and white counterparts and they're using that education as a launching pad for success Um, and a lot of black women and women of color are also getting that second degree um, and that master's that phd um, to be able to break generational curses to be able to uplift their families you know a lot of our ancestors didn't have the luxury to do the things that we're doing now to be able to have a mental health day, to be able to go to a mental health hospital and take three days off and try to work on ourselves or to have a therapist. What was that? A therapist therapy? Um, Still our community still doesn't believe in a therapist. I mean, my brother could care less about one and he doesn't get it. My father doesn't get it, but like I find therapy to be so important and just to have someone else to talk to that is not in your family, that's not your friend, and that can give you the real, real, you know, and I just think it's so important that we need to start rejecting the bare minimum for ourselves, and know that we deserve things more than before, we deserve it all, 
And if no one's going to give it to us, we need to take it for ourselves and create our own table, seat, window, anything, door, anything that, that we deserve. Um, like I said, for me, being bougie is... It's not about materialistic things. And of course, if you want that designer bag, that Louis, that Dior, that Gucci, yes, of course, they'll get it. You deserve it. But it's also about the top tier experiences or that mental health day, going on that morning walk for yourself, journaling, doing a gratitude journal, going to therapy, um, staying at that four-star hotel, going to your dream destination, or getting a facial or getting a massage. Um Living in luxury for black women and women of color is doing stuff for ourselves and remembering that we deserve it all and that we're important. Mary J. Blige, I love her song, Good Morning Gorgeous, but this waking up in the morning and looking in the mirror and saying, I'm gorgeous, I'm beautiful, but I also deserve it all. I deserve this expensive moisturizer cream or this expensive deodorant. Um, and also um, being financially fiscal is important as well, but also... Knowing our worth is so important and something that our ancestors didn't have the luxury to do. They didn't have the opportunities that we have. And there's so many things that we, barriers are still breaking. There's so many still first. Anytime I read the news or watch the news, I'm like, there's still first out there, still the first black woman, first Latina, the first Asian American or the first Native American. It's just sad that there's still first out there. Um, but we are doing so much i know that i'm doing so much for my ancestors by just sharing my story because our story is our glory like sharing our story you might not do it like i am um, publicly but sharing your story could help somebody save a life or just make someone feel less alone i know that god gives us all talents and gifts that he wants us to use to help the world to help our community and i just hope that listening to this podcast that you go on that mental health walk this weekend or you go get a massage or you go get your favorite meal or take yourself on a date to a Michelin star restaurant. Like there's so many things that we can do for ourselves that are so important and that we need to put ourselves first. I love you all. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Highly Melanated and On Bother Podcast. And we hope, I hope to see you next week. Okay, badass besties, thank you again for tuning into Highly Melanated and Unbothered, the space where you can embrace melanin as your superpower and trust that your glow can never be duplicated. Make sure to continue the conversation with those you love and find me on socials, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, which can be found in the show notes. Until next time, remember to unapologetically love every shade of you, live your life highly melanated and unbothered.